All right, very happy to be joined here on the Colts Official Podcast by Laura Rutledge. You know her as the host of NFL Live on ESPN. You can follow her on Twitter at Laura Rutledge. Thankfully, the bench press has stopped as we are recording this here at the NFL Combine. Um, That's because Laura just did her 27 yeah. reps and then came over here to sit down. Wow, and you know, 27. I, I don't know that I've done 27 reps of anything, to be totally <laughs> honest. I, it's it's uh, That is a whole scene over there. I I didn't know that was going on until I came over here, and I'd like to thank you guys for letting me witness it because it's wild and crazy. The best has been the people who've dropped out. You know, like, I've been advised to not do this. The best was yesterday a guy dropped out because he said he had an ankle injury. It's like... <laughs> Me, that's like me dropping out of running because I like stubbed my pinky. I'm laying down Mm -hmm. doing a bench press, but I've hurt my ankles, so I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah, I I like that reasoning. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to drop out because I ate a really large lunch, and I don't think this is really good for me to be doing. Just once, I want someone to be honest and be like, look, I'm not going to do the bench press because, guys, I was at high velocity until like 2 o'clock last night. (laughs) Like, come on. Don't ask me to do this. I can't. Well, it is International Women's Day, and Laura is our featured guest. In celebration of that and your journey to host of NFL Live, you started in college football, graduated from University of Florida. That's where you cut your teeth covering covering the Gators, working on radio, and then through SEC Network, working on the sidelines in college football. When the opportunity arose to transition from college football to the NFL, which is a natural path because... You did so much of the SEC already, so a lot of those a lot of those guys carry over into the NFL. What was it about the NFL, those nuances of the NFL, where you felt like, okay, the game is the same, it's all football, but if I'm going to host this show in order to prepare myself to be at this table with these very strong personalities, this is what I need to develop, and this is how I need to grow, and those things that I needed to learn and transition into. Yeah, you know, you bring up a lot of great points about some of the similarities and some of the natural transition steps that you would take from going from the college game to the NFL game and even so I walked into hosting NFL live and of course it was in the middle of a pandemic we're trying to revamp the show and um, all of a sudden we find out well you're not going to be together everyone's going to be remote of course we've been very thankful this past season to be together again and really get the thing rolling but at that point I thought wow you know just felt like one thing after another was almost stacked against what we were trying to do and and yet the opportunity was incredible and I think I think what ended up working out the best for me is something that I've always sort of struggled with at times is is trusting myself and saying wow you know just rely on your skill set, rely on your knowledge, rely on what's got you to this point instead of the self-doubt that creeps in where you say, maybe I don't know enough or maybe I don't belong in this space. And we're also guilty of that no matter what the role is and no matter where we are in this business. And so I think for me, um, that's been that's been something that's allowed for a lot of success and, and just being really thankful for the people around me because they are incredible and I would be nothing without them. A number of those people around you, you have people like Mina Kimes and Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark. And as analysts, we know a lot of their preparation for a show comes from watching film and those different things. And you are one of the hardest working people, period, at the network because you're still doing college football coverage. You were doing SEC Nation. I think you were doing the national championship game yeah. here in addition to hosting. <laughs> I feel like I was just here, that. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what is the preparation like for you behind yeah. the scenes? Because 
all anyone sees is that time that you're on television. They do not know all of the work that goes in to preparing for each and every show and doing multiple different jobs that you might be juggling simultaneously. Yeah, I, I think for me, I've had to figure out how to compartmentalize a little bit. And, and during the college football season, you know, I hosted SEC Nation. So on Fridays, I would host NFL Live on the road and then transition to SEC Nation on Saturdays. And that, that was probably the most abrupt turnaround that I had. But really what I would do is say, all right, so on Saturday, I'm fully invested in college football. On Friday, it's a little bit of a half and half because I'm still hosting NFL Live, but preparing for SEC Nation. And then throughout the week, it's a working knowledge of both sports and, a, and of both leagues, to, for lack of a better way to put it. And I, I think for me, I my level of prep prior to this season and even the season before was so intense and it was always constant research and constant I need to read this article and I need to call this person and I need to watch this and I need to find this out and I need to I mean I watch a lot of film too just to, I, I watch in a different way than obviously our analysts do but um, just to familiarize myself with things that they're talking about and make it make sense for me and so I felt like I had to dial back on some of that, and that made me very uncomfortable. But what I think you find is that a working knowledge allows you to, to go out there and be prepared. And then in other times, you remember that this is an entertainment business. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like taking myself too seriously is the worst thing I could possibly do. And so, um, you know, really leaning on the people around me, I think, helps a lot in all of that. And, and if I'm being totally honest, not a lot of sleep and a lot of coffee. So yeah. <laughs> that, that helps. But, um, you know, I, I, another thing, too, that I think is, is important is just trying to always live in a space of gratitude. And, and I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that there aren't days where I'm like, woo, your girl is tired. And what am I doing? You know, um, but but I think at the end of the day, I always remember I, I wanted to be the radio sideline reporter at Florida. That, that was my dream job in when I was in college. And. I couldn't believe I'd even have a chance to do that. So I'm always like, wow, remember, I mean, you, you couldn't have even dreamt these jobs and, and this career. And at some point it'll be over. And, and at that point I can get plenty of rest, right? And I'll, I'll look back and uh, say, wow, you know, that, that was something that I could have never imagined. How, how does your, you know, you, you mentioned juggling NFL Live and SEC Nation and kind of dipping your toe back in college for that. How does now that we're here at the NFL Combine and you're seeing some of these players who you've researched and talked about on that show now coming here and being evaluated by NFL teams that you will eventually be talking about on NFL Live, how does that kind of help you out in your coverage here? This is my favorite part of the year because it is. It's like my two worlds converge. And if anything, I'm, I'm almost excited for the world to learn about these guys because mm -hmm. I, I feel like in our college football world, it's certainly national coverage. And, and you think about the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world, the Floridas, the Ohio States. I mean, USC, it, it, those are the brand names that, that you hear about a lot. But there are so many of these players that are yet to be discovered in a lot of ways that I've seen their stories, or I've watched them grow, or I've watched them struggle at times. I mean, you think about the story of Matt Corral this year, mm -hmm. one of my favorite players that I've ever covered, the Ole Miss quarterback. And um, to see him, without a doubt, play in that Sugar Bowl, and then the sickening moment of getting injured in the game, and yet he still has no regrets. I mean, that's who that guy is. And, and watching him 
get paired up with Lane Kiffin and see his growth and the way that he's, um, you know, just become a great quarterback that I think has a good chance to be a, a, a great guy at the next level it is really cool. So I love it. Um, it becomes a lot easier for me. I don't have to do as much of the, you know, sort of familiarizing myself with these names. And it becomes more about how can I tell people something that they don't know about these, these prospects. And um, I think the personal side of the draft and the combine is really important because if you're a fan of, of whatever team, you want to know who are these guys? Who am I getting? Who's, who's going to be a jersey that I'm going to want to buy or that I'm going to want to tell my kids about? NFL Live is year-round at this point. This is not something that is just over the course of this season covering the postseason. What will your role be leading up to the NFL draft coverage? And then also, how indicative is it of the monster that the NFL is when you can command 365 type of yes. conversations for this sport. It's a good thing for job security for us, right? Yeah, it never <laughs> ends, right? I mean, this NFL news cycle just goes on and on and on. And um, it's so funny, like after the regular season, after the Super Bowl, it, we were getting a lot of tweets saying, oh, we're going to miss you guys you know, until next season. We're like, hey, we're still here. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, the, you know, the, the role continues to be every day, five days a week, 4 p.m. Yeah. NFL Live. And, and We'll do a lot of coverage that's more draft-specific, obviously, leading up to the draft. We'll be at the draft. Um, and then, you know, even following the draft, obviously, we continue on. And, and by that point, you know, you sort of make the transition. We, we end up in July, and you're talking about training camps and everybody getting back out there. I mean, it, it's just it, – it is – the NFL is so smart in this way. They, they are never out of the news cycle. And I'm just honored to be able to, to be a very small part of that. You mentioned sitting at the table with the group of analysts that you do. And even before you were sitting at the table, when everyone was virtual, you're all trying to come together and do a show. One of the silver linings I found of the pandemic was when we were doing a lot of the road games, I wasn't down on the sideline because we had to call the games remotely for some of these. So I was right. sitting next to our color analyst, our color commentator, Rick Venturi, longtime coach in the NFL. And I would just absorb by osmosis so much by being next to him or having conversations in commercial breaks. You have brilliant analysts around you. You're incredibly talented in hosting everything. How much have you grown and learned by being surrounded by the group that you have, what are the different intricacies that the people who work on that show have contributed to your career? I've learned so much. Uh, they constantly amaze me. I mean, Dan Orlovsky is the absolute best when it comes to the tape breakdowns on camera. What you guys see is not rehearsed. It's That is his natural talent, his natural ability. And this guy is literally sending us these tape breakdowns on his phone at 5 a.m. every morning throughout the season. And I love it. I'm, I'm like sitting in bed, like watching and, and I'll get our two-year-old out of her bed and, and bring her into the bed. And, you know, we're watching. And she's like, oh, it's football. And I'm like, yes, one, one after the other, you know. Um, but, but, I mean, so fascinating. The things that he notices about the game that's made me watch the game different. Mina Kimes, who has such a unique perspective on football and is one of the most talented and knowledgeable football analysts that I've ever come in contact with, the way that she sees things and, and her overall perspective over the way that you know, offenses and defenses in general have changed and, and different trends that we see. And, um, you know, even just watching how she processes things, explaining real time, hey, this is why you would go for two here. <laughs> All of those things that now I feel that I'm a, a smarter football fan who's been a fan all my life, but, you know, have grown a lot. Marcus Spears, who is like my brother, we've been family for forever because we started at the SEC Network together 
back in 2014. His joy for the game um, is so contagious. Ryan Clark, who I've never seen someone explain defensive schemes better. And it, it was funny because even last night he was visiting with Lou Anarumo, uh, the Bengals defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and, you know, just nerding out on uh, nitty-gritty scheme and, and talking about the, that Bengals defense. And uh, it, it's just so fun to be a fly on the wall in, in all of that. And I, I really do feel like I've had the luxury of growing leaps and bounds in, in my football fandom and knowledge. So NFL free agency is coming up in a couple weeks. What is it like hosting a live show when there is just constantly breaking news, breaking news, breaking news? And it's it, to, to me, that seems like an incredibly fun challenge, but yeah. definitely a challenge. What is that like? So it's funny because I think um, you and you guys know this. You're very unscripted on your coverage. I think there are a lot of hosts that would say, and I totally respect this. It would say, wow, those shows kind of make me uncomfortable. That type of show is my wheelhouse. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, to go in and say, all right, so we think this is going to happen. We think that's going to happen. We have a loose plan. We know we're going to be popping up Adam Schefter tweets throughout the show. We're going to be popping him on to tell us what's happening. But really, we have no idea. And, and you know, my career really started in live event coverage. And so there is nothing less scripted than a game because you don't know what's going to happen. And being prepared, but yet throwing out all of your notes because something changes and you've got to roll with the punches. I mean, it, it is very similar to that in a way. But I think for me, um, you know, almost learning to break down some of the barriers, we call it the fourth wall sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and being real about it, you know, hey, I'm getting in my ear right now information, the urgency there of, of driving that to the fans at home and, um, you know, calling their attention to things, almost noticing that they should care about them or that, hey, we're going to be doing this and this, selling things as we go along. I mean, that those are the moments that I really treasure and, and those have always been my favorite shows. You mentioned your two-year-old and she's prominently featured those who follow you and (laughs) hundreds of thousands or millions follow you across your platforms and she is like a savant in picking college football games i don't know if she signed a deal with like bet mgm or something she should the the nil deal maybe (laughs) what was her record in college football she picked the national champion she was 14 and three and uh, and like i people are always like oh well you must be telling her what to do i'm like if i told her what to do her record would be worse you know she there were so many times i mean we, we really As a tried. parent of a two-year-old, that definitely tracks. Yes. And, yes. and, and, and like, <laughs> right. I'm like, if you're telling me that I'm telling her what to do, you don't have a two-year-old yep. and you've never had one mm-hmm. because they do what they want. But, um, you know, it's, it's so funny because it, it's been really special for us. I mean, it was just a random idea that we thought up in the pandemic when she, we, she couldn't even walk at that point. She was still like eight months old and she would crawl to the helmets, you know, and, and somehow she's always known what to do. We've never even really said anything. We just put her in a hallway or now we've gone outside and put her outside. Um, But yeah, so one of the weirdest ones was my husband went to Alabama. So she picked Alabama to win the SEC championship game. So she picked an upset there. And of course, he's like, I don't even care if they lose. You know, this is great. Reese, good job. Blah, 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 blah. Then we get to the national championship and she picks Georgia. And he said, oh, well, we got to do it again. And I said, OK, well, you know, fine. I'll, I'll give you a mulligan here because it's very important to you. But I feel like to the sanctity of her picks, it's not quite right. But we'll do it anyway. 
She proceeds to pick Georgia three straight times. <laughs> he then locks himself in our living room, has like a closed off door, and will not talk to her for an hour. And I finally went in there and I said, do you realize that this is a two-year-old and this is your child? And he's like, I know, but now we're going to lose. Sure enough, yeah. she's right. Georgia wins the national championship. So that's when she really started to freak me out. And she picked the Super Bowl correctly. So so if you you know add that in, uh, there's another correct pick. That was her only NFL pick of the season, but she picked the Rams. So, right, so 15 and three then. <laughs> Maybe we should let her in the draft room and, and make absolutely. Some draft yeah, for here's here three three draft cards. Which one are you going to pick? Yeah, absolutely. Oh man! All right. Well, Laura Rutledge, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can watch her on NFL Live on ESPN every day because the NFL season season does not sleep. There is it never no such does, thing. Right? As Hopefully an you off get season. to that. Hopefully you get some sleep. Although the you know, two year old. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, four hours here and there. I'll take it. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.